Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 679 for the 17th of Tishrei in a regular year. So we're going to talk about changing diapers. So some of you, I'm sure, have changed diapers. You know, I know that there's a lot of mothers that listen to the show, or perhaps if you've babysat for somebody before, or, you know, you have a grandchild or a niece or a nephew and you've changed their diaper, or even if you've never changed a diaper, I'm sure that you've seen a diaper being changed at some point. You're familiar with the idea. So um, so in changing diapers, the interesting thing, first of all, is usually, you know, if you watch a kid getting their diaper changed, the child's not very happy about it. They're really uncomfortable. They're kind of squirming around and everything like that. And, you know, some kids more than others, obviously. And in the squirming around, you know, does that actually make it easier for them? No, right? It's actually the easiest way, the fastest way for a diaper to get changed is to just let it happen. To just, you know, at some point, the child realizes, okay, this is happening. The baby's like, it's happening whether I want it to or not. So hopefully at some point they'll relax and and it, it's easier for them. It's easier for the person changing their diaper and so forth. Um, now, the other thing I want to mention about changing diapers is it's not, I don't think people would describe it as like the most pleasant experience for the person changing the diaper. On the other hand, this actually does depend quite a bit upon whose diaper you're changing. So the emotional feeling that you associate with changing diapers is going to be different if you're changing the diaper of your own child or maybe grandchild, you know, somebody that you really love versus just some random stranger, some random baby, you know, like if somebody, there's a reason why people don't um, tell their friends or random neighbors or whatever, oh, can you just like go in and change my baby's diaper? Like that, that wouldn't be pleasant for anybody, right? So there is something about changing diapers that actually is quite intimate. And even if it might be smelly and uncomfortable, both for the baby and for the person changing the diaper, there's actually something very loving about it, especially if the baby is somebody that is very beloved to whoever it is that is changing their diaper. So why are we talking about changing diapers on a Tanya podcast? Well, interestingly enough, as we'll see, this actually isn't my own analogy, but it's actually the way that the Altarabba describes God cleansing us. We've been discussing the past few episodes, the idea of physical hardships, physical suffering that 
none of us are exempt from. We all experience this on some level or another, some type of hardship, some type of difficulty in our lives. And as we've spoken about, you know, in other places in the Tanya, and we're still discussing it now, uh, how really any of this hardship, any of this suffering that we experience is really a form of cleansing. God, it's not random. God isn't doing this just to torture us. He's actually cleansing us in a certain way. And as we'll see today, the analogy that the Altar Rebbe uses for this is changing diapers, just like a mother has to change the baby's smelly diaper. And it's really for, for the good of the child because it actually, you know, as we all know, the baby gets very uncomfortable if it's walking around in a smelly diaper for too long. This is what God is doing to us. That When God gives us these different hardships that we go through, one way to think about it is that he's actually changing our diaper. And by doing so, by by really cultivating this meditation, this um, this visual, we can say, of God changing our diaper, the altar will tell us that this is actually a very good coping mechanism. It's a good thing to keep in mind whenever we do start to feel ourselves getting bogged down by the hardships of life, by the suffering in life, uh, is to remember that you know that God is in control of everything. God is a loving God. Recently, I was speaking to somebody uh, who, you know, was saying that one way to kind of deal with suffering, which I think really kind of lines up with this, is to really look at the world around you and and say to yourself, do I believe that the universe is as at its core, essentially good and and out for my good? Or is it essentially bad and out to get me in some way? So, you know, we can extend this idea of the universe and we can say really God, because we know that God is really in control of everything. God is in control of the universe. There is no power other than God. So that every single thing in the hap- that happens in the world, down to the smallest, smallest details of our, our lives and of the lives of everybody in the world, Every single detail is orchestrated perfectly by God. And so thus, if we believe that God is ultimately good, by extension, that means that everything that happens to us is really good, even though, yes, we don't always experience it as such. So the way that we can reconcile the idea of God being only good, everything that comes from God, everything that happens to us being good, but we don't experience it as such, is really thinking about this in the way of the diaper change, that, that when we experience these hardships, God is basically changing our diaper. Just like the baby, you know, doesn't realize, like, especially if it's the first time that they're getting their diaper changes, like, it feels like torture. Like, what is this person doing to them? It's so uncomfortable. Um, they're squirming around and everything like that. But as I mentioned, the more they squirm, the harder it actually becomes both for them and for the person that is changing their diaper. So for us as well, the more we resist it, the more we try to fight against what's happening to us, the more we just realize that we have no control. We have we we can't control the events that happen to us in our lives. The only thing that we can do ultimately is to surrender and to accept what's happening to us and not just accept in this kind of like, you know, apathetic or despondent kind of way, like a learned helplessness, but actually to accept it with joy and to realize that God is our loving God and we're just getting a diaper change. That's all. I know it's not, that's all, you know, I know some of these, some of the things we experience in life can be quite painful, but it can be helpful to think about it in that way. And the ultra is going to conclude this this discussion by actually telling us that the more we cultivate this awareness, the more we really, really try to ingrain this way of seeing things in the world, the more it will become not just like our own internal meditation and like something that we have to like kind of fight to see, but this actually will allow the 
judgments to Sweden, meaning for uh, the goodness to really be revealed in a real way where there won't be a need, like we will be cleansed basically, and there won't be a need for this intense cleansing process anymore. And in fact, the cleansing is actually going to be revealed as something good and as something sweet. So with that being said, let's get into the text and see how the Alter Rebbe uh, explains all of this. We're still in the mestal, middle of Epistle 22 of Igeris HaKodesh. Um, we're going to be c- concluding the second paragraph of this epistle today. So here we go. So the altar Rebbe begins and he says, what is the advice that we can give to a person to accept the suffering and recognize that it's coming from a place of love? He's Because he recognizes obviously that this isn't necessarily the natural state for us to accept our suffering with love. He says that there's uh, that, that we can find a teaching in the sages about this, which is from the Gemara in Brachos, page 5a, to examine your conduct. And so you should really do some self-examination. So if, if, if you ever experience hardships in your life, basically, what you should do is you should look at your at, at yourself, look at yourself, look at what's going on and see that, see if there's anything, if there's any kind of maybe things that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing, anything that might it might require cleansing in some way through this suffering and through this, th- this kind of self-examination, then a person will clearly see, says the altar, but the love of God coming to him, which this love upsets the natural order of divine conduct because like God naturally is a more overtly loving God. So if something's going on that like it doesn't appear like you're receiving love from above, that there's hardships in your life, this is a good opportunity to examine what you're doing in your life that might require some kind of cleansing, that might require like it's not totally up to speed, not totally in par with with what God wants of you. And the uh, the analogy that the altar gives here is for a king who's, let's say you have this very awesome and great king who's who cleans his only son and cleans his diaper for him uh, out of his love, right? So it's like, if you ever picture, like even just not a king, but a, but a parent who's who's uh, changing the diaper of a child, the child often will be screaming and crying and it feels like the most horrible thing. And it's like, it's it's like so gross. It's like, you know, there's like the a dirty diaper and all that stuff. But we all know that that's actually coming from a loving place and that the the parent wants that child to be clean and that's why that's but the process of changing the diaper is very messy and very uncomfortable at the same time but it's really ultimately for the sake of of the child and this is the same idea is that when these things are happening to us in our lives that don't feel great it's often because god is changing our diaper that's what the altar is basically saying uh, and uh, and then he brings us support for this from Yeshayahu chapter 4 verse 4 so as when God will wash off the filth from the daughters of Zion with the spirit of justice. So it's this idea basically showing us that God washes off the filth. And now, okay, and now we come back to this phrase that we brought up several times in Tanya, which comes from Mishle chapter 27, verse 19, that when you look in water, then the face gets reflected back at you, right? Like you look inside water and you see your face reflecting back at you. So there's a, there's a response 
to this. So meaning that when um, when a person really arouses in their consciousness this awareness of the fact that this, this suffering they're experiencing is really just a way of God showing love and God cleansing them, this recognition of God's love towards them will arouse love within the heart of anybody who's understanding this, anybody who, who, who sees this love of God for the lower beings, meaning for us. And this love is a love which is more precious and better than any vitality in all of the worlds. As it is written, and this is a verse from Tehillim, a citation from Tehillim chapter 36, verse 8. What is more precious than, how precious is your loving kindness? And then also another citation also from Tehillim chapter 63, verse 4. Your chesed, your kindness is better than life itself. Because chesed, why is kindness, why is God's kindness better than love itself because this kindness is the aspect of love which is the life of all life it's the source of all life that it, of all the vitality of the world um, as it is written and this is again from a from davening for the prayer where we say that god sustains life through chesed we've spoken about this in other parts of tanya as well that the source of all life the way god brings life into the world is through this chesed and so through this recognition through realizing that god that all of this, everything that happens to us, even these the the uncomfortable moments in our lives, is coming from a place of deep love within God. This will arouse this love within us, and then says the Alter Rebbe, then God will then grant goodness, and He will make His face shine towards us in a way of revealed love that it was that was first uh, concealed within this rebuke and. Um, and the the gvuros, the well, the the divine severities will become sweetened in their source, and all of the dinim, all of the the judgments will be nullified forever and ever. So, meaning to say that by changing our consciousness regarding our experience of suffering and of discomfort and of things that we don't like in this world. And, and recognizing that these are actually coming from a loving place within God, this shift of consciousness will actually lead to an actual shift in the source above where there will be no more need anymore for us to be cleansed, to have this diaper change anymore. Our diaper will then be clean, really for real, and it will be perceptible to us. And we won't have to do this like trick of the mind anymore of trying to see the good or whatever. We're going to actually see the good because it's just going to be totally good in a very, very revealed way. So in words Hashem, that should be God willing. That will be the case for all of us for this coming year that we should only experience this revealed good and have this more direct connection with God in a very easy and uh, and happy way. So uh, with that being said, we'll, I'll leave off here and we'll continue along these lines tomorrow when we conclude this epistle and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, Please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Top project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.